Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to The Treatment Room with Tess and Lauren, the podcast by estheticians for estheticians and those who seek to learn about their own skin from a professional's perspective. We're diving into our whys as licensed skincare therapists, sharing in our career journeys and separating the gimmicks from the real heroes in skincare. Welcome to The Treatment Room. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Treatment Room with Tess and Lauren. We're so excited to have Cora Wu on today. She is the co-founder of X-Core Pilates. We're going to be talking all things starting a business, the exercise that can improve your body's functionality in the treatment room, and a beginner's guide to healthy eating and getting into fitness. We're so excited. We hope you enjoy. Cora, we're so excited to kind of hear a little bit about your background and what led you into the whole fitness world and becoming a studio owner. Can you just tell us a little bit about how you got into fitness in the first place? Yes. So um, about maybe six years ago, I actually started going to a similar workout studio in San Francisco and I fell in love with the workout. And that's where I actually met my co-founder, Elaine, there. We were both going through teacher training. And then lo and behold, we became really good friends over the course of the last few years. And then one day I was working in tech and I think I just got into a little bit of a rut and I started thinking and dreaming about what I could do. And that's when I thought about opening my own fitness studio. And then, um, when I came across that idea, I approached Elaine and asked her if she'd be interested. And she said, yes. And here we are. Um, we're three, a little over three years now into our second studio in Oakland. And we're really excited, um, especially with the amazing community that we have. And Tess is one of those amazing people, part of our community. So we're really happy to be a part of this podcast. Oh, thank you so much. No, truly, X-Core has the best vibes. It always, it's like part of my morning ritual, just carving out a few days a week I can go, and it always makes my day. It's just the best vibes, the best workout, and Cora is a really incredible instructor because she just pushes you like, I always know it's going to be <laughs> a hard workout, and it never really gets any easier, but yeah, you guys have done an amazing job of of bringing that vision to life. And Elaine is wonderful as well. You guys just have the best energy. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And it's so funny. One of my clients, Molly, used to see Cora when she was an instructor in San Francisco. So it's so funny that we have that connection. It's such a small world, especially the fitness so community. Yeah. Were you always into fitness, like growing up? You know, um, 
when I was growing up, I wasn't really into any sports and it took me a really long time to get into a groove and find something that I really, really loved and was passionate about. And lo and behold, like six years ago, maybe seven even, um, I fell in love with this workout method and I have never looked back. Um, it's funny because I always talk to other clients and tell them that when I veer off course a little bit and I don't do um, the high intensity Pilates workout that we offer, um, I notice because everything sort of goes a little awry. And then when I come back, I get into like this groove and this pattern and I'm such a happier person when I do. That's so awesome. I, we love Pilates, Tess and I, we both um, do reformer Pilates and I'm here in Denver. So I go to, you know, obviously a different studio, but it's such like, it's such an empowering workout as well, because when I first started, I felt like a baby deer on that reformer. <laughs> I just felt like, oh my God, how is this ever going to get any easier? And, and you know, it did. It's never easy. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, it's such an empowering workout to do because you just feel like you get into these, these positions and these things that you're like, you know, hell yeah, of course I can do this. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, men initially are very intimidated by the workout because I think there's a stereotype that only women do this. But, you know, mm -hmm. we've had so many different types of people, um, athletes, males, females, um, various ages all come onto that machine and get very humbled by it because you don't realize how little of like the slow twitch muscles that we activate in our day to days. And especially when we go to the gym and just do our normal routine, this is such a different sort of contrast to all of that. It's so different. And I kind of grew up, you know, just with that old school mentality that you need a lot of cardio and you need to be like exhausted by the end of the, the workout and you are when you do Pilates, but it's just, it's so different because you're moving slowly and that really is the focus. It, and it goes against, I feel like everything I learned about fitness, just moving slowly and really focusing on the breath and that muscle. And I feel like it has a lot of parallels to like facial mm -hmm. massage and um, just, it's very meditative. It is. I love that workout. And I still, like I said, go back to it. And um, we didn't touch on the fact that we do also offer the Versa Climber, which is a cardio workout and it's 30 minute base. So it's such a huge contrast to the high intensity Pilates because it's a nice sort of variance in terms of cardio and you get your strength training all in one. So we try to offer that in our second studio to be able to balance those two workouts. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting that you mentioned that because um, I have been doing um, Pilates since I think about December, so I'm still pretty new. But um, I recently, before you know, before all this quarantine and everything shut down, I um, went to a climbing class on a Versa climber. It was a different studio because my studio doesn't offer anything other than Pilates, but. It was so cool. And I was just telling Tess actually before this, I got like obsessed with it. And they had like, <laughs> they had like $7 for seven days unlimited. So I did oh that and I went, yeah, I know. I went every single day. And unfortunately it was literally like three days after that, that everything started shutting down. So um, after my seven days, I, I didn't sign up yet. I would love to though. Cause it's such, like you said, it's such a cool like balance to Pilates, you get your slow twitch muscles, but then you also get that high intensity cardio from the climbing that it was, it felt like such a perfect balance. 
Yeah, I love it. And there's actually, um, I think, two studios in Denver that I know of that offer the Versa Climber workout. So it's awesome that you guys are able to do it. And I actually went to Denver maybe two years ago when I started researching this workout. And I'm not kidding you, working out in Denver is a hard thing because of your high altitude. <laughs> it is. And it's funny because I used to travel a lot for work. And so, you know, when I'm here for a little while, I'm totally acclimated. I don't feel any difference. But once I, if I go on a work trip for a few days and come back, it's like, it's, it's totally brand new again. It's like, you can't breathe. And <laughs> I'm I mean, scared of when I eventually go back, I'm excited, but I'm a little bit nervous. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely interesting, but, um, but so Cora, so how did you eventually, um, transition into becoming a teacher? So from like taking your classes, were you a teacher before you opened your studio? Yes, I was always a teacher and that's how I got started with the whole, um, workout and getting into the fitness industry was I always worked in tech and, um, as a side sort of, hobby, I was so interested and loved the workout that much that um, the studio approached me and asked if I would ever be interested in teaching. And that's sort of how I got, you know, pulled into this whole thing, because I love the workout so much that um, they asked me to teach. And that's where I met Elaine. And then I started teaching. And then when I started teaching, I thought, well, why not teach what I love and turn that into a career? And that's, kind of how X-Core started. <laughs> was it hard for you, Cora, to leave the whole tech world behind? I think it is definitely a very scary jump because you're leaving this secure full-time job that has benefits and you're leaving it for this unknown. Um, and, you know, I always, I'm sure I've heard every other entrepreneur say this, but, you know, you wish you know now what you knew then, but, you know, I think you jump into it blindly um, and so happily and eager with, you know, you're like bright eyed and bushy tail when you jump <laughs> in and you don't realize, you know, how much hard work it is and how much goes into um owning two fitness studios, but you know, it's been so rewarding. I love it. I love Elaine, my business partner. I love the community that we have built. I love, um, our instructors. They've more or less become my family and the clients are part of our family. So yeah, I mean, all those things make it very worthwhile and very rewarding. When you say there, there are things you wish you could tell your former self about owning a business, what are a few little little tips you could think of to, to maybe shed light for a lot of our listeners, our estheticians or entrepreneurs who are dreaming of opening a studio one day? Is there anything that you would tell your former self? I would say in the very beginning, do your research. Um, I know that sounds like a very typical answer, but in the beginning, make sure you do tons of research. Make sure you know the area very well that you want to go into. Uh, know about the opportunities that exist out there, if there are any. Um, you know, understanding all of that because there's so many things that happen behind the scenes that you don't realize. Um, secondly, I would say, you know, familiarize yourself with, um, you know, different resources that are available out there. Cause I remember when I first started X-Core, I researched various types of different small business associations that would help. Um, and 
that was really helpful in helping me launch and kick off X-Core. Um, you know, startup capital, I know, is a very hard thing. Um, thankfully, Elaine and I had saved some money in our piggy banks in the beginning to launch X-Core. So that was another really helpful thing that, you know, brought us to where we are today. But yeah, those are some pretty helpful and insightful things. And also, lastly, um, I will say business partner. I know that is a very touchy subject for most people. Um, I know a lot of times, and even when we first started in the beginning, um, a lot of people told us to not have a business partner, but um, I will say that was the best thing I think I ever did because she's a yin to my yang and um, we really help balance each other out. That's amazing. That's something that Tess and I have talked about a little bit is, you know, business partner wise, just having started the podcast together, that, um, as you said, it, it can be a very touchy subject and kind of a, a tiptoey thing because you don't want to step on your partner's toes and you don't want to, you know, God forbid someone clashes with the other person. So I think that's, it's definitely something to, to note and I guess go in with eyes wide open in that kind of thing. And, you know, like you said, bright eyed and bushy tail, it's, it's all very exciting, but I think you're right that it's so important to to kind of also be eyes wide open. And it sounds like you're saying just be as informed and as, as you possibly can. Yeah. I mean, like I said, do your research. Um, and if you do walk into this with a business partner, um, I think making sure that you set parameters early on will help you guys be able to, I think, build the roadmap into what you guys want to hopefully eventually build out. Um, mm -hmm. And also we both have extremely supportive partners that help us, but also know when to just leave it up to us. Um, so it's a very hard touchy subject because mm -hmm. for most it's different. Everybody's different, um, you know, but you know, we got really lucky. I will say in finding the best out of each other and helping each other out along the way. Yeah. So when you were, um, when you were teaching and kind of, um, really getting involved in the fitness community, did you try, did you teach other classes other than, um, Pilates or were you just Pilates from the start? You know, it's always Pilates from the start because I love the workout so much and I believed in it. And then at the very core of it, um, you know, I started building out, um, clientele, um, clients that became friends. And funny enough, some of those clients ended up um, moving into Oakland and they became ex-core clients or because of the fact that the proximity was so close, we had great word of mouth that helped us sort mm -hmm. of launch in the very beginning. Um, so yeah. That's awesome. Claire, what was it like when you first opened your doors? Like day one, did you have plenty of people filling up performers? You know, um, it was probably very scary at first because there were days where um, there were maybe one or two people in class and you're wondering if this is ever going to like take off or if I was just crazy to think like this dream that I had would ever become a reality um, and see the studio flourish the way it is. I never imagined we'd be on studio number two, three years later. Um, but yeah, I mean, there were days where it was really scary. I was just sitting in the studio trying to build as much, um, 
you know, marketing around the studio, building community, trying to spread the word of XCore as much as I could in the beginning. Um, so yeah, there are very scary days in the beginning because you hope that at the end of the day, you just at least make rent. Right, right. That's a big expense. How did you go from you and Elaine just having that conversation like, oh, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be awesome to have a studio? How did you actually start taking steps towards a business plan? Um, you know, like I said, one of the resources that we reached out to, um, it was in San Francisco. There's small business associations everywhere across the country. If you just do the hard work and you research, you will find those places. And I remember in the very beginning, um, I forgot this lady's name, but she was so instrumental in helping me um, build out this business plan, um, figuring out our finances, how much we would need, um, the cushion that we would need in the very beginning to sort of go from ideation to reality because um, there were a lot of steps before you just go out and look for a space to rent. And, you know, so many landlords out there um, don't want to take risks. They want to make sure that they find um a business that has history, that has experience. So, you know, we looked for a whole entire year before we found this space that we landed at um, in our first location on Grand Avenue. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's, I think that's really helpful for people to hear because so many people have that dream, but it's kind of like what comes next. So it's great to know that you can lean on small business associations and they can kind of help you make a roadmap because I think to so many of us, it's just a, it's a big question mark and we don't know how to fill in those blanks. Yeah. I know it can be really daunting at first. Um, but you know, I will say all entrepreneurs that Elaine and I have ever come across in the past three or so years, they've been so helpful as well. So if you have a friend, if you have a family member that you've find it easy to talk to and communicate with. I think that's another really great resource as well to talk to those people and ask them for advice, um, ask them for resources that they've reached out to in the past to use as sort of helping you build your roadmap into the entrepreneur that I think most people want to be. Yeah, I think that's, that's a great point. Um, so I'm curious, what would you say are the, the, the main, like, say, top three, top five, what do you think are the main benefits of um, Pilates as a workout? Oh, so many great things. You know, <laughs> one of my favorite things is the core. Um, you know, Pilates, I think at the end of the day, um, it goes back and centers back around the core, especially the workout that we do. Um, it helps us so much in our day to day. And the fact is, I love that it's very functional Pilates. It's not just a workout just to, you know, bulk up, look amazing, look great. But I really think it's very functional sort of Pilates, um, especially since we sit so much throughout our days. I know many of us hunch over, round out our back forward, especially in front of the uh, computer. So those things are definitely really helpful because your core at the end of the day is kind of like the baseline to everything else, you know? Um, you know, I love the fact that it also helps improves flexibility. Um, flexibility isn't so much part of a 
our vocabulary and our day-to-day right now, especially Mm -hmm. since we're hunkered down at home. But Mm -hmm. even when you're at the office, um, you know, this is great because it helps you with improving your flexibility, increases muscle strength and tone. Um, and like I said, particularly of your core muscles, um, low back, hips. And what I love about X-Core and the workout that we do is it's very low impact. Um, so let's say if you've had a previous injury um, and your doctor clears you to work out, you know, this is one of the first things that a lot of people have come back to just because it's low impact and yet still it gives you that high intensity. If you're always been, let's say a runner or a marathoner, it helps you, um, you know, kind of find that endorphin high as well. Absolutely. And I think Lauren and I always preach about Pilates because of some of the things you mentioned, the core and the workouts ability to kind of rehab your body because as estheticians, I don't know a single one of us who hasn't, you know, suffered chronic pain or gotten an injury just from work because like you said, Cora, we're always hunching over, we're overextending, we're reaching for bottles or steamers, or, you know, somebody's not quite positioned right on the bed. So we're, you know, moving in these weird positions and over time it can really add up. And I've seen such a big benefit. Um, from Pilates in terms of rehabbing those injuries. Yay, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's great to to know you have that go-to workout that if you're not feeling great, you can kind of um, bank on it. But you hit on posture. What are a few tips you would say as far as, do you have any tips for posture for estheticians who are sitting, you know, on a stool all day? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, not just you guys, but everybody's just in our day to day, we're so entrenched in this rounding forward motion that we really have to just, I know it's hard to do because we're so caught up in our moments, but to just sit up, you know, bring your shoulders back, take some deep breaths, like five deep breaths with your shoulder back, really bringing awareness to your body and breathing through your core, inhaling and exhaling, all of those things, just little things like that, I think will kind of give you a reset to your day and make you feel better. Even just standing up and doing some stretches where you open up your chest, you know, little things like that. And one of my favorite things to do that anyone can do is to just stand up and then bring your elbows into an L shape with your arms against like a door frame. And then just stepping forward and feeling that stretch across your chest. It's one of my favorite things to do when I feel like I just need kind of a reset. Someone at the computer or for you guys as estheticians, just probably rounding forward for the last hour with your client. I love that. I'm doing it as we speak. I'm going to slide my elbows forward. I love that. I think, yeah, as estheticians, it's so important to take a few minutes, even in between clients, or if you are sitting um, at a desk at your desk job, just to kind of realign. And I think it can make a, a big difference if you're you're sitting all day or, you know, hyperextending. Yeah. So those are great. Yeah. So Cora, what, what is your day-to-day like as a business owner, if you could walk us through kind of a typical day? You know, I wish there was like 
a typical day to day <laughs> as a studio owner and an entrepreneur, but it it's really hard to even say that because my days can vary. Um, you know, some days I am teaching. Um, so when it comes to teaching, I try to get up and have a little bit of a routine, especially when I'm teaching on those days. Um, I like to make sure I get up a little bit beforehand. Um, have a really great breakfast for myself because you know you need a lot of energy to kind of endure sometimes teaching two to three classes back to back um and that's kind of my routine and then i you know definitely do some emails i run around and do a lot of errands and whatever the studio requires of me i will make sure i try to get it done um, before end of day and then you know, sometimes I don't allow myself that much time throughout my day for myself. So if I can, I try to always um, get some sort of 60 minute workout in for myself. Um, I don't normally get to squeeze that much time for myself into my day to day, but I try to as much as I can. And then, you know, I end my day with probably sitting on my couch, relaxing, checking some emails and watching TV if the day allows for it. <laughs> <laughs> it should a good day should always allow for a little bit of downtime <laughs> as far as a like a, a great breakfast like you're saying or a go-to healthy meal do you have any any recommendations yeah I always um try to get some sort of um I call it like my like kind of macronutrient plate. I always try to have some sort of protein on my plate, um, healthy fat and carbs, because I think those three things really do help me sustain and like give me energy throughout the day. Um, you know, your body uses protein to build and repair. And especially if you work out, um, it helps you do all those things. Um, you know, the carbs help you feel your body. Good fats like avocado help you you know, stay full for a while. So I try to maybe make myself like a piece of avocado toast with an egg white scramble on top. That's pretty much like my day-to-day -day breakfast like with a cup of coffee. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think that's what I had this morning for breakfast. So yeah, that's a very normal breakfast for my day. That sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. What about any... Any meal for people who are really busy on the go or who have to bring a meal to their workplace? You know, when I am in my groove of working at the studio, I am a big believer in meal prepping. Um, right now, that's a little impossible because of the craziness, but um, I try to make everything out. Like on Sunday, my ritual was to meal prep at least um, – I would say lunches and dinners for the rest of the week so that there was no question about what I need to do for the rest of the week for my meals. I knew exactly what I was going to have and it kept me on track, made me stay pretty healthy and, you know, it just, I think, allowed for an easier, I think, one less thing to think about, especially during the week, especially when you're super busy. Yeah, I think it's super key and especially... People listening who are estheticians, a lot of times your schedule is just back to back to back. And I know a lot of coworkers and, and friends and estheticians who just don't make the time to eat. And it makes me sad because people are taking care of other people all day, but they're really not nourishing themselves. So I think the meal prep is really, really important in terms of 
keeping up your energy and keeping you sustained so you really can give back to people. Exactly. I very much wholeheartedly agree with that. And, you know, when I don't eat, I'm really cranky. So I need to be really happy for my clients and for my friends and community. So I definitely have to eat. And, you know, um, I think just setting yourself up for success on a Sunday is kind of one of those best practices I've put into place ever since the beginning. Yeah, that's amazing. So would you have any any advice? I know that when I first um, started doing Pilates, I was really nervous. And I think that was one of the reasons I didn't do it for quite a while. Actually, my mom, she motivated me because she started doing Pilates. And I was like, okay, my mom can go, she can do this, I can do this. Um, So would you have any tips for somebody who maybe is intimidated to go to their first class or, you know, just isn't sure what they're getting into? You know, I will say that I think a lot of clients have walked into the studio with that very similar mindset and mentality. So what I always like to say is um, what I think has helped a lot of the clients is coming with a friend. Um, You know, we allow some of our clients, our VIP members, to bring a friend for free. So they've definitely taken um, advantage of that and use it to their benefit and help their friends, like, discover a new type of workout. So I think, number one, that's one of those key things. Number two, I've noticed that... um, um, some studios and definitely at X-Core, we try to offer a class called an intro class um, at least a few times a day for those that are newer to this type of workout and for those that just kind of want to dip their toes in it to kind of get a taste of what the workout is like. Um, and I think that's hopefully a really nice um, introductory session into discovering this type of workout for most. And then lastly, I think, you know, emailing the studio, um, asking if there's any questions prior so that you lessen those fears and that you walk in feeling pretty confident and trying something new. You know, I think that's one of the best parts about this workout. I think it's surprising to many that there are modifications that you can definitely take and do, and then you can ramp it up as hard as you want, or you can kind of start from the beginning, which everybody has, including myself, um, into just discovering this new practice for yourself. And it's only 40 minutes. So that's the best part about the workout before you know it, it's pretty much over. (laughs) In terms of somebody who wants to really ramp it up, maybe somebody who is a little bit intermediate or advanced in fitness, how do you have any tips for them in terms of how they can really level up and get to just get to a big transformation if that's what they want to do? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to say it, I'm going to preach it because it's absolutely true. And, um, you know, what you eat is probably 75% of the results you're going to see. Um, I know that sounds so echoey across the board, but, um, you know, I've done that myself and I noticed, um, on months where I eat really healthy and I definitely see a transformation versus those months where I don't care as much and I'm just kind of letting things go. And I totally get that. We all have those days and those ruts, but if you're really committed to making an actual change, it comes from the diet first, you know, and then the workouts I really do think are complementary to your diet. Yeah. I think, well, you say that, you know, it's echoey across the board. And I think that there's, there's obviously a reason like when something is echoed across the board like that, to me, that just means that, you know, it rings true, you know, all over. So I, I'm curious what you would recommend since we're all 
you know, stuck at home now. And unfortunately, reformer Pilates is one of those workouts that we (laughs) can't do at home. (laughs) Um, So what would you recommend for somebody who wants to keep up their core strength? Like this is kind of something that I'm struggling with now is I saw, um, I see such a difference in my core and my overall strength when I'm regularly um, doing Pilates. So what would you recommend for somebody at home right now that wants to maintain that, but obviously doesn't have access to a reformer? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, um, I would say there's so many workouts right now available and I think it can be very overwhelming to most, you know, mm-hmm. across Instagram, YouTube, Zoom. Um, but I think first and foremost, um, setting a time on your calendar every day and I think being consistent about it, you know, let's say every Monday through Friday, your workouts start before you start your day, maybe around 9 a.m. Um, mm-hmm. And then setting that time aside for yourself, um, whether it's 30 minutes, 60 minutes. Um, and then secondly, um, there's some really great um, moves that you can mimic at home. So let's say, for example, you've got hardwood floors. You can mimic some of the Pilates moves if you've got just like a little washcloth that you don't mind getting a little dirty. And then if you have carpet at home, there's paper plate workouts that you can mimic some Pilates motion as well. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, we have a few of those on our Instagram handle at Xcore Studio that we've tried to mimic some of those motions to give you um, not only the high intensity workouts that we're known for, but continuing to build that core strength that you've worked so hard to gain and try not to lose mm-hmm. momentum of. Interesting. I love it. We're we're all just out here trying not to lose all muscle tone. (laughs) I know. It's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. Cora, my last question for you is going back to food. If there were three healthy items from the grocery store that are your favorites or that you would recommend for somebody who just wants to get into healthy eating a little bit more, what are three items? I want to make it super easy and simple for people. So I'm going to give my three favorite things that I always grab at the grocery store. Um, Number one, avocados, because you can put avocado pretty much on everything. Um, It's a wonderful fat for yourself, for your body. Um, You know, it also helps you keep and sustain your fullness for a while. So you're not always grabbing for snacks, which I know we're doing at home right now. Um, Number two is oats. I love oats. Um, They're a great carb. Um, They're healthy carb. Um, Again, you can do so many things with oats. I personally love making overnight oats, which is super easy. And if you're short on time, when you get back into your routine, you just make that and you grab and go. And then my number one thing I always grab are eggs because they're super easy to make. They offer tons of protein. If you want to just eat the egg whites, that's awesome as well. If you want to make omelets, if you want to make breakfast burritos, all of the good stuff. Like it's super easy. Um, It's a great food. It's not expensive. And everybody has access to those three items. I'm sure that we can all get from the grocery store or just our corner market right now. That's perfect. So avocado, oats, eggs. Love it. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Cora. Thank you so much for coming on. You answered everything amazing. Where can everyone find you if they want to learn a little bit more about XCore? 
Yeah, you can find us on our Instagram handle. We're very active on there. It's X Core Studio. If you have specific questions, feel free to send us a direct message as well. We try to get back to everybody within a few hours of them sending a message out to us. So yeah, and thank you girls for having me on. I'm so grateful and thankful to have met the both of you and for you guys to invite me on this wonderful podcast. Oh my gosh, Aww. of course. Thank you. It was so fun having you. We'd love to have you back in the future and we will leave all of the notes for people to find you um, in the show notes. So thank you so much, Cora. And we will talk to everybody in the next episode. Thank you.